Welcome to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. We are the best kept secret in fantasy football, where we keep that week one feeling going all year long. I am Big Travi, and you can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. And today I'm going to be going through the week three waiver wire ads after week two that featured several comeback wins in thrilling fashion. We are now starting to get into the season and the part of the season where things are revealing themselves to us. Now it's still only week three now, so we've only had two games, small sample size, but I think there's quite a bit of stuff that's, you know, changed from last year, some things that we can look at and, and really get into and roll our sleeves up and go to the waiver wire and help ourselves um, bolster our rosters. But before that, I want to let you know that support for the show is brought to you by our patrons. You can join our supportive community community over at patreon.com by searching the fantasy whispers or it is patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers and not only are you helping us to continue to chase this dream give you daily content and do what we love to do but you'll be entered every month into an awesome giveaway this month a fully graded and awesome joe burrow football card signed from pristine auction so go on over to patreon.com forward slash the fancy whispers and sign up today. We've got a few days in the month left before we give that thing away. So get signed up before we do and win yourself a Joe, Joey B uh, football card. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be talking about the top waiver wire ads for week three. The waiver wire is where champions are made. We know this. Uh, if you've played multiple years, you know that you can get guys off the waiver. Right now, it looks like Curtis Samuel may be that guy. A lot of, lot of season left. But if you listen to this podcast, he was the number one waiver wire ad for wide receiver. So uh, that is something to take a look at as far as what we you know, can do for our rosters to get them going. Now, these guys are rostered in less than 50% of sleeper leagues, um, except for one I think today I kind of cheated to put on here. But I will rank these guys in position positional scarcity order and importance within that order uh, as, you know, like our priority is how we would get them starting with running back. So without further ado, let's get into it. Raheem Mostert. He's rostered in 39% of sleeper leagues, Uh, 14 touches in week two. He seemed to kind of take over this backfield as the one a he totaled 79 yards against the Ravens. Mostert's ran this system before he's been a feature back in this system before Chase Edmonds, that's always been the question with him is whether or not he could be a featured back. And it looks, you know, from week one to two that it's basically Edmonds is going to get some of that passing down work. But Raheem Mostert is the one a something to keep an eye on. Daryl Williams, he's rostered in 10% of uh, sleeper leagues. So James Conner left Sunday's game with an ankle injury. It's reportedly not serious, but if you look at the way Daryl Williams played in this game, 46% of the team snaps, and he saw a majority of the rushing attempts once Conner left. He also saw the one single goal line look. Mark Ingram, he's rostered in 49% of sleeper leagues. Double-digit touches in Week 2 with Kamara out. He's now averaging 5.8 yards per carry on the season. And this is a guy we know has the trust of the coaching staff, trust of the locker room, and has been in this system before. So we we like Mark Ingram here, uh, if you can get him, for the length of Kamara being out, which is a rib cartilage deal. Maybe they rest him. Maybe they inject him. We'll see what happens there. Eno Benjamin. He's rostered in 16% of sleeper leagues. Again, the James Conner injury where he left, 
Again, not reported to be serious, but if you look at what Eno did, he had 43% of the snaps. He also looked like the pass catching role. And even with Connor in, it looks like Eno Benjamin was siphoning off a little bit of that Chase Edmonds role from last year. Uh, Eno Benjamin, 43% of the snaps, gained over 50 yards on 11 total touches. He also saw four red zone touches to Williams' just one goal line look. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. He could be more of the weapon for them where... Daryl Williams is kind of the first and second down grinder. Jacoby Myers, we're going to move to wide receivers now. He's uh, 40% owned in sleeper leagues, 13 targets on Sunday. That not only led the Patriots, but it was tied for third among all wide receivers. And he nearly hit 100 yards. He gained 95 of them against the Steelers on Sunday. Josh Palmer, you got to go all the way back to Thursday, but we noticed in that game against the Chiefs, 91% of the snaps with Keenan Allen out. He had a touchdown in that game, and it's really as simple as Herbert is his quarterback, and he plays in a high-powered offense. And if you're going to see 91% of the snaps in a high-powered offense, for as long as Keenan Allen's out, Josh Palmer's going to have upside week to week. Ashton Doolin, 6% rostered in sleeper leagues. Michael Pittman Jr. missed Sunday, and it looks like he's dealing with a quad injury. Um, they're saying that he might come back, but even so, Doolin may have asserted himself as the number two in this option or in this offense. Seven targets, five catches, 79 yards last week against the Jaguars. Even in a game where the Colts sputtered, they scored zero. Pit, or, uh, Doolin was a nice, bright spot. Wow. Noah Brown, he's rostered in 4% of sleeper leagues. He's got some chemistry <clears throat> with Cooper Rush built up. They were both working with the twos all offseason. Um, and now... He has 10 catches on the season, which is one more than both CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, who both sit at nine catches on the year. Gallup could be back, but it looks like they're easing him back. Um, And Schultz is also dealing with a PCL injury. So Noah Brown's a decent stash. He could actually have some season-long value. Sterling Shepard, rostered in 21% of sleeper leagues. He's increased his usage in back-to-back weeks. He went from 72% to to 88% of the snaps. He went from four targets in week one to 10 targets in week two, two catches in week one to six catches in week two. So it seems like we've got Shepard kind of asserting himself where we thought it might be Kadarius Toney who can't seem to see the field. Maybe he's not picking up the playbook. Maybe Dable doesn't like him. I think you can go ahead and drop Kadarius Tony in most formats, but I think most of all, I think you can pick up Sterling Shepard and kind of look at this guy as a de facto starting one as long as he is healthy. Nelson Aguilar, he's rostered in 3% of sleeper leagues. He caught all six of his targets. He got 110 yards and he hit pay dirt against the Steelers. He also averaged 18.3 yards per reception in a borderline Pats offense. He seems to be the deep threat though, uh, the guy that can stretch the field for them. And if you look from their strategy from week ones to two, they seem to want to stretch the field to get the run game going. So there could be some good signs for Aguilar going forward. Corey Davis, he's rostered in 19% of sleeper leagues. He had uh, 68 or more percent of the snaps in back-to-back weeks. He's also got 14 targets, eight receptions, 160 yards, and a touchdown in two games so far. So he does seem to be um, a little bit more involved than maybe some of our Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson truthers would like. But Corey Davis is a decent dart in a team that seems going to they're going to have to be throwing a lot of their defense is decent in spots, but it looks like it's definitely a bend not break situation. Um, I would 
take a look at Corey Davis. Above all these guys, though, I would be looking for Garrett Wilson. He had 14 targets, uh, hit Pater. He just looked, I think he hit Pater twice. He just looked great, and he's got the first round capital. I would be willing to invest in Garrett Wilson, but he was highly owned. So that's why he didn't make the list. Final wide receivers, Greg Dortch, 15% rostered in sleeper leagues, 71% or more of the snaps in back-to-back games with Rondell Moore out, has cleared 50 yards in both games. He also grabbed a score last week. He's not that athletic or special um, as an athlete, but I do think that he can fill this Rondell Moore role. And as long as he's out, Dorch could be soaking up targets. That line doesn't look good. So he seems to be a little bit of a safety blanket for our guy, Kyler Murray. Before I give you the rest of this week's waiver wire ads, I wanted to tell you about our friends at underdog fantasy best ball. Drafting isn't the only way to have fun and win money through underdog with player prop bets and pick them and rival bet slips. You can cash in on all the NFL action on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Just go to Underdog Fantasy or download the app from the App Store and use the promo code TFW for up to $100 in matched money. That's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code TFW for up to $100 in matched deposit money. For quarterbacks, Tua Tungavailoa tops the list here, and it's kind of a cheat uh, here. He's 64% rostered, but if he's still out there, check him out. Him and Carson Wentz as well. I didn't uh, really stat Carson Wentz out, but he's like, top five QB on the year right now uh, in a very pass-happy Washington attack. But for Tua, he led an incredible comeback against the Ravens on Sunday, throwing 469 nice yards on 50 attempts and six touchdowns. He's going to face a tough Buffalo defense. Well, let's say you already have a quarterback in your roster. You like that matchup. I would still stash Tua because if he was able to prove against the Buffalo Bills that he's good enough, he'd be a QB1 going forward for me. Just the fact that he has two amazing wide receivers on the outside, an incredibly fast tight end, and it looks to be an aggressive and smart and analytics-driven head coach and Mike McDaniel running the offense. So kind of in on Tua. I think he's a decent – he was a decent late-round quarterback, and he might continue to be so. Elite Joe Flacco makes the list. 4% rostered in sleeper leagues. This is more of a two QB or super flex approach. Locked in to start at least one more game. He's got back-to-back games of over 44 passing attempts, over 300 yards. And he's got five touchdowns to just one pick on the season. At the tight end position, I've got Evan Ingram listed here as the top. Uh, 16% roster, tied for fourth among tight ends and targets for week two. 69, nice, percent or more of the snaps in each game. And the Jaguars look to be an aggressive passing attack under Doug Peterson, so you like to see that. Logan Thomas, 20% rostered, scored for the first time last week, increased his snap percentage from 73, uh, or from 73 to from 62 to 73%, sorry, week one to week two. And he's got at least five five targets in back-to-back games. So that's what I would be going with. Remember, if you don't hear a name, that's because they were rostered over 50% in sleeper leagues. Be sure to be checking out last week's episode and see if those players are still available. Players like Jeff Wilson, Carson Wentz, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Higby, Garrett Wilson, as we mentioned, uh, see who who was dropped last week, who was dropped in week one, and and see if you can go grab them. All right, that does it for this week's waiver wire. Don't forget to subscribe to the show over on YouTube for more fantasy football content on the daily. 
We'll be hosting watch parties for the primetime games in which we build those bet slips through underdog. On Tuesday, we do the waiver show with guests from the industry. That's a live show, so it's different from this one. Um, and we bring in some amazing names from around the industry to help us work through the waiver wire. We also work through the injury notes and news on Fridays, do a little bit of lineup helping there as well. And then, of course, the Sunday lineup show, the big hitter, before those Sunday games go live. And then we also watch a little bit of Red Zone with you and root for our players. So go on over to YouTube.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers and subscribe today. Turn those notifications on and consider becoming a member for only $5 a month. That gets you comment priority, unique stickers and emojis during all live stream games. Again, that's YouTube.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers. For Johnny Gametime Hicks, Austin Sear, and Donnie Tubbs, I'm Big Travi, and we will talk to you guys soon. 